The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by Unity.org. Discover the transformative power of inner voice, a tarot deck of affirmations. Explore your true self, seek guidance, and find empowerment through ancient wisdom and modern insight. To learn more, visit go.unity.org forward slash tarot. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, this is Temple Hayes with From Good to Amazing, and I'm so delighted that you have joined us today. And I want to thank all of you that have really been participating with our show. It's been real exciting. Well, I've been looking forward to the guests that we're having today. So many people in the Unity Movement are very well aware of who Reverend Alice Anderson is. She is by far one of our greatest leaders in the Unity Movement, and she is, along with her great teams there over at Christ Church Unity in Orlando, Florida, building one of the largest, fastest-growing communities that exist. Alice, welcome to our show. Well, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Well, I've just um, wanted everyone to be aware because, you know, I know sometimes in uh, playing our own horn, we hesitate. (laughs) But because we're moving from good to amazing, we're going to get better at that, I'm sure. But I actually had the good fortune of speaking at Alice's community in uh, September of this past year. And what just... The whole experience really blew me away. It is alive. It is well. It is thriving. And people are thrilled about knowing about more about their spiritual pathway. And what I know to be true, Alice, is that you are setting that precedent as a phenomenal role model. And I just really get you because unlike so many people that I know, you know that the secret to moving from good to amazing is being willing to work on yourself. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I would say uh, the cornerstone of my ministry, I mean, number one, first and foremost, is my prayer and meditation work, which you notice I said work because (laughs) it takes commitment and dedication to do it every day. And then the the other piece is, yes, looking at myself emotionally, spiritually, you know, what's What's mine to grow, to do? How is mine to grow? You know, what what are my what are my places that are you know holding me back for my next spiritual step? And um, yes, it's definitely a part of uh, of every service that we do. And the congregation themselves are in that space. So to hear that reflected in me, I think um, I think that's what's supporting people is um, just knowing that I'm also doing the work. I'm not just talking about it. Um, I'm doing it with them and. I'm going to say the word for them, even though ultimately, no, it's ultimately for me. 
and for my spiritual growth, but it so supports their growth that I know it, 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 it continually inspires me to do more, I guess is what I should say. Oh, that's awesome. Well, <clears throat> that I'm so with you on that, and I think it's so important that people are getting that uh, the leaders uh, in today's times aren't just talking at, but they're sharing with. There's such a big difference um, because often we use certain keywords like you know prayer and and meditation. Um, I know that people are interested in saying. I can just feel the question coming from the audience. Exactly what are some of your rituals around that? Could you share with us what are some of your practices that you do with prayer and meditation? Oh, sure. Um, well, meditation is, is so simple. I think there's so much out there right now about meditation and how to do it. and that you know. Um, uh, but meditation, very simply for me, is just listening to God. And, and I do that... Um, you know, I do that uh, daily, sometimes multiple times a day, um, where I just sit. Uh, I sit in silence. Um, I, I have used guided visualizations and meditations, but I find that the richest experience for me is just being in silence. It's like you start to learn how to quiet the mind chatter, and if there is somebody listening who doesn't meditate, I want to say, don't stop, <laughs> because... Um, if you're if if you say well it's not working my mind is chattering that that's part of learning to meditate is the mind just goes on and on you know it, that's why we call it the monkey mind it, it it the mind doesn't serve you spiritually and it will continue to just chatter and chatter and chatter but as you meditate what happens is as you just breathe and I just continue to breathe deeply and be in a space of receptivity and as I do that the chatter just kind of fades after a while. But now, at first, when you start doing it, I mean, you the mind is everywhere. It's it's telling you to go shopping, to think about what's next, what you're making for dinner, you know, whatever next thing you have to do at work. You know, the the mind is always busy. That's your mind's job is to think. So to meditate is really to go beyond the mind. And so what happens is most people are focusing on the mind, and rather than focus on the mind, you want to focus on your breath or focus on your heart or fo- focus your attention on God, and that will over time fade. Now, having said that, there are times, I mean, I've been meditating, I don't know how many years, and um, there are times I sit down to meditate and I get nothing. I say, well, I sat there for 30 minutes and I got nothing, but, but we don't know what we're getting. You know, we live in such a, a society where we want everything immediately that we think if we don't get some big... Um, lightning bolt in meditation, we've done it wrong. What we're doing when we meditate is building a spiritual, a foundation of spiritual consciousness, and we're building a place of awareness where we meet God. And so our meditation work is so important because uh, what happens is we take that stillness with us then throughout every day so that when there's a decision to be made or there's um, something we need to do and we want to know how to do it differently, that meditative energy, that time that we've spent in silence, really fuels us at those moments. It's, it's, meditating is almost like having a bank account of spiritual, uh, like of spiritual money. And every time we need to make a decision, we pull from the account. Well, if you haven't spent the time to meditate, then you can't pull from the account. So for me, the meditative process is absolutely um, 
paramount in, in everything that I do, just in life. Um, and my process is very simple. I just sit in silence. Again, if you're new to it, you might want to use um, music because that helps give your mind something to focus on you know, while you're going deeper within. And, um, but, yeah, my process is very simple. I just sit and listen. I love exactly, you know, how you're sharing with that and to elaborate um, because um, I've been in unity since I was 20. So um, <laughs> let's just say it a while um, yes. and, uh, you know, working with the, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, but when we think about meditation and things like that, I know that, that for years I thought, okay, I'm in it. I get what they're saying. When I pray, I talk to God. And when I meditate, right. God talks to me. But what I didn't realize, um, Alice, is that I was too years ago looking for that instant gratification. I think that's mm-hmm. a key point that you're making is that, uh, it's a process, and um, like people say to me, God, I understand you were a good softball player, and it's like, well, yeah, and I played 17 years. It took me, right. you know, 12 or 13 years to get to the top of it, and right. we're, what I noticed uh, the first few times, actually, I was talking to my shaman teacher, and we were talking about you, because, you know, we're your fans, and uh, Berenice, <laughs> right? And we were talking um, on Easter Sunday about how um, I used to resist going into the silence yes. uh, for hours. I mean, I, I don't want to say I was resisting on purpose, right? Oh, but oh, my absolutely. subconscious, it's, it's the human I was like, what do you mean going in the silence? And I would start getting really anxious, uh, just really like, uh, oh, my gosh, what will I do? What if somebody's trying to call me? I mean, because we're so used to constant stimulation. Uh, the oh, radio is going on, the TV's going on, things are blaring. When oh, we go to the right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, say more about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. I think you're exactly no, it's right. Okay. I mean we got two two ministers on the phone, so we're excited about God, that's for sure. <laughs> but you know, I found with my process that I I needed to be patient with myself. Mm-hmm. I really did because the first few times it wasn't comfortable, and I think that's key. But as I kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it, it become so comfortable that now, I mean, I love the silence, and during the yes. day, I I can't seem to get enough of it, right? Yes, yes. Very true, and, um, you know, as a ministry, uh, in, in terms of, and I hope there are some ministers listening, because um, I, um, here we, we do pray and meditate uh, often um, together uh, daily, uh, many times a day. Uh, we wouldn't dream of being in a, in a day here where we didn't pray and meditate several times, um, and uh, how lucky we are to work in a church, how blessed we are, to be able to work in a setting that, that provides that. Uh, it, it's a real re-anchor point. Uh, in our board meetings, uh, we start with a, uh, sometimes an extended prayer process. Uh, our, our board meeting a couple of months ago, we, we had an hour of, you know, it was supposed to be a two-hour board, board meeting. We had the first hour of personal check-in and prayer time, and the next hour was business. Well, what I find is if you don't start in prayer and meditation, you'll talk about business for three hours and never get anything done. 
but because it was wow. so centered can in God. That, I think, can we hold that moment? That's big. That's it really was huge. Big. I can't, Say and, that and, and again. We, that is so powerful. <laughs> it, it was. It was and it is our, our board. Well, our board is very dedicated to their spiritual process as well. And uh, uh, we do different things to start a meeting. Sometimes we'll do the mastermind prayer process. or, um, But, yeah, meeting a couple months ago, that's exactly what we did. We prayed and did personal check-in for an hour and did business in an hour. And we prayed out, sang a song, and went home. And we were just all filled. Uh, at the end, as a matter of fact, one of, our board meeting, one of our board members said, you know, I couldn't tell if I was at a prayer chaplain meeting or a board meeting. I said, well, that's, that's a good thing. And she said, oh, is that a good thing? That is a very good thing. This is why I love serving on this board. I'm spiritually fed by my service on the board. Yes. So I, that, was, that really touched me. Oh, gosh. That is, that is so awesome. Well, I want to share with you a couple of ideas, one of them that I've already started putting in motion, and the other one um, I will be, uh, because like you, I'm always looking at how can I expand my consciousness. One is an idea that came from Wayne Dyer, actually, where in the morning when you're first in that place of almost waking and you're still in in your bed like just holding those peaceful thoughts is to mm-hmm. say ah and to yes. just ah you know like a little kid when you're first waking up and you go ah wow you know look uh-huh. at life look at the day but you're coming from that that awesomeness that awesomeness of of the experience of life and in that be thinking about what you want to create in your life as you're uh-huh. holding that awe, as you're saying it. And then in the evening, before you go to sleep, finish your evening with Om. Oh, I love Om. that. Uh-huh. Om. And I also like to add uh, Louise Hayes' idea to finish it by saying, Life loves me. Life loves oh, me. Beautiful. But in doing the Om, then you hold what you're grateful for. Uh-huh. So the ahs in the morning and the ohms in the evening. And that's been a real powerful process for me. The Beautiful. other one that I haven't committed to yet, but I'm going to, and I didn't know if you had heard about this, Alice, because you, you know, you study so much. Um, I've been studying with a Guruji from India and doing some real intense work. And one of the things she talks about is between 4 a.m. and 5 is the time of transition. Mm. And that what she advised people to do, if people would be willing to invest six to eight months, light a candle, four o'clock in the morning, and do ohms for about 15 to 20 minutes every day, she guarantees that you'll look back and go, now who was that? (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm sure that's true. The ohm ohm is so powerful. Um, Yes. Yes, it's so powerful. We, we've done it here in a service um, where we've chanted it a few times. Um, it, it's so powerful. And there is something very special about the way vibration opens spaces in you. And I think of it much like I think of yoga. Um, so many people I know now are, are drawn to yoga, and I think many don't even know why. Yes, it feels good to the body, but what these are ancient poses, and what they do is they release you know, energy stuck places from the body that then emotionally, spiritually, we don't have to go through and get it that way. It, we get them through the, we get them, you know, we release them bodily. And I think with the Om, it's a very similar thing. It's, it's ancient. It's, you know, in, in the scriptures, John 1, where it says, 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. That Word is, is Greek, you know, it's the Logos. That's the Om. And and I think uh, it's, it's as we, as I say the Om, and as you're speaking of it, it reminds me, wow, this is the creative sound of the universe. This is, uh, you know, you're not saying some nondescript word. This has a very deep, spiritual, significant uh, meaning. And on some level, your soul knows that. So, yes, I'm... I'm sure your teacher's right. Any concentrated effort on chanting the Om in a number of ways would, would cause a shift in consciousness. It ha- I think it has to. I don't know how it couldn't. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm <clears throat> going to be starting it probably in June. So I'm looking for uh, a couple of more people that will do it with me so we can check in and say, okay, let's be you know committed to this because at the moment she said it, it it rang true because it was it something that yeah. I had heard two or three times. I I love that uh, shamanic statement that says, "Pay attention to that which knocks on your door three times, because more than likely, it's exactly <laughs> what is yours to do." We're going to be taking a quick break, um, and for those of you that are listening, uh, when you return, um, I want to delve in more with you, uh, Reverend Alice, um, in the ideas of the fourfold path that you made mention to earlier, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, and the physical selves that each and every one of us carry, because I think that's so key with people understanding those aspects of themselves in a place of awareness to continue to grow and continue to build in consciousness. So I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today with Reverend Alice Anderson from Christ Church Unity in Orlando. We'll be right back. Thank you for participating in our program. Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Universe responding. Universe responding. How 
How do you really transform that thought you've held in your mind into a reality in your life? How do you work in partnership with God to co-create the life that you've always imagined? One way is through the universe responding spiritual model for life. Each week, Valerie Crabtree will share how to use the universe responding elements and principles to co-create your life through continuous communication with your higher power. She'll answer your questions using this practical, understandable concept, and your life will change. Listen to Universe Responding on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. The message I hear with ease. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, everyone. I'm Temple Hayes, and we are definitely um, understanding some concepts that are helping all of us move from good to amazing. And again, I'm delighted to have Reverend Alice Anderson here with us today. And Alice, what is your website so that people can go online um, and visit your community and be part of it? I know that you have your podcast up. Yes, yes. Our website is uh, ChristChurchUnity.net. And, uh, yeah, you can. And as a matter of fact, we just moved um, our podcast to our homepage, so it's very easy to find. That's so ChristChurchUnity.net. Thank you, Alice. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I go on there sometimes and listen myself because, again, I think that's kind of the premise of what we're talking about today is that it doesn't matter who you are, what your titles are, how many degrees you have, or whatever. The key to um, accepting an amazing life is being willing to work on yourself and greeting it with joy, not dread. One of the things that I'm so grateful somehow along the way I was able to get it, I don't know if it was a whisper or a two-by-four, but I was yet another one of those people that had become a unity dogmatic person in that I would say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've got to work on this thing again with my parents. I thought I had already done that. Can you believe it? I mean, I thought it was over. And from there would be the path of resistance, from there would be the dread, And there would be the mind chatter and like you alluded to earlier, the monkey mind. And it's like, that is so ridiculous. It's such a a crazy-making idea because when you are born anew, and we are every day, when you are working with something either emotionally or psychologically, there's no way that you're doing it repeatedly or oh I'm doing it over again because you're not even the same person and I'm just grateful as I said I don't know when the shift occurred but it was like now it's like okay what else do I need to delve into let's go you know let's let's do it and that's what I admire about you because you really promote and teach and share with people the necessity of the soul evolution 
thank you for doing that. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I think it is. Um, and I'm so glad you mentioned the soul because what the, what you're talking about, I think, very simply, is soul work. And I, and you know, we. Um, it's like the good news and bad news of self-help is that, um, you know, and unity kind of gets lumped into that, is that um, a lot of self-help authors touch around the edges of soul work, but many, if not most of them, do not go deeply into it. And they give easy five-step formulas to supposedly heal. And uh, as good as some of those methods are for a certain level of consciousness, to go deeply, the deeper work is required, and, and the deeper work is soul work, and it combines virtually every other level of work. It is psychological, it is emotional, you know, it is spiritual, and it is even with the body as well, because uh, we, uh, you know, the soul is, is always, my belief, my, my soul is always working with me to bring me fuller into God realization. And if that's true, of course there's work to be done on every level or we wouldn't be here. It's part of the human condition. So to feel like when we, and I, I'm sure we've all felt like this, I have certainly felt like, like you mentioned, my gosh, is there more to do? If there weren't more to do, we wouldn't be here. And, and, and rather than resisting that and making that wrong, the, the, the more advanced kind of spiritual awareness says, what is my next step? I'm ready. I'm ready to move in consciousness. I'm ready to do whatever it is. Is it psychological work? Great. I'm going to work with a therapist that also understands spiritual teachings. Is it to work with a spiritual mentor? Great. I'm going to do that. Uh, and, and, um, and whatever level of consciousness you are, you begin to attract those teachers and healers to yourself, and you won't even have to go looking. As You know, you work with somebody. I work with a couple different people, and I'm, I continue to be... Um, challenged and blessed by doing um, that next level of work, whatever uh, whatever that may be, and it is really the work of the soul because it combines all of those things. You're so right, and um, I can tell you, for me, I call in tough teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't call in the ones that go, oh, you know, you're such a such a nice person, and you know, I appreciate you so much. It doesn't look like that at all. I right. really call in people that say, Temple, get off your drama or temple wait a minute you've got to go deeper than that you're into your head now uh you're into um this persona of what you thought people wanted you to be or what you think um your audience or your congregation wants you to be you know you want to continue to strip away uh as Mm -hmm. meister Eckert would say uh spirituality is more about subtraction uh, versus addition, and Absolutely. it's the peeling away of these various things that are the the false self that we have yeah. identified to get us some kind of payoff, like someone will like me better, or um, someone will give me something, or I'll give them something, or yeah. you know whatever. So, well, um, it, yeah. go ahead. Well, it just reminded me also of our cultural messages. It. it we live in, in a very interesting culture, um, right, especially right now. Um, uh, everything, as we mentioned earlier, everything is instant. Everything um, basically has to have a payoff. And 
part of what you're speaking to is not only our childhood issues and whatever else needs to be healed from that, uh, we also have cultural messages. Our culture is very narcissistic, and our culture says, if you're not doing this, if you're not looking good, you know, uh, you know what, you won't get love is basically the subtext of virtually every, every ad campaign out there. If you don't buy this, if you don't wear this, if you don't do this, you're not lovable or you're not appealing or you're not sexy even if you don't buy this product. And, um, and when you're looking for a deeper life, even, even when you are doing the deeper work, you're still part of the culture. And so um, sometimes the work is to strip away cultural messages that you're not even aware that you're even soaking in. And so then that gets laid on top of your other uh, issues. So the issues become compounded. So it's very difficult on your own to kind of sift through some of that. That's why I really recommend um, to my congregation, you know, get a prayer partner, pray with somebody, uh, uh, work, do some work with somebody else who's very objective. And yes, as you say, who will not like everything you do, but who will say, hey, I, I want to call you on some things that I'm seeing in this pattern of, you know, what you're speaking about. This, this is the same issue. Let's look at that. And, and that's where the real work comes in when you can get with somebody else who will really um, basically just call you on your stuff and say, hey, um, you know, let's look at this. But it, but it is soul work, but it's not even always just about our own soul. It's about the collective soul that we're part of in our society and in our culture. Mm, you're so right. And um, we have uh, really gotten it down pat with the um, externally polished part you know we have the fancy buildings the the fancy um, automobiles the look the image and all that the image stuff you know that's on the external and you know like you were saying um, there's so many people out there that are teaching just the five steps the three steps the seven steps the and in my case the 12 steps <laughs> or whatever yeah, well, steps, steps you know, that you're right. in but the the bottom line ultimately is that you cannot avoid nor cheat the one process and that's called the one inside yourself and right. um it's so clear often when, you know, I know you get approached by a lot of authors and things like that, and as do I, because we have thriving communities, and it's so apparent when people are just teaching this surface-level stuff, and it right. just doesn't go deep and far enough into that emotional body that that needs to be cleared so that we can right. move on to the greatness within our, our real wellspring that we call life. Right. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. The level and, and what I find in, in our community, especially because this is, um, and I'm not saying other communities aren't doing it. I believe your community is. I believe other communities are doing it, but I'm speaking about mine just because that's where I am and what I'm experiencing. But I find uh, I couldn't really bring in somebody anymore as a special guest who's not going to go the deeper level because that's what they're hungry for. Now that they've tasted what the deeper level is, that's all they want now. They don't want uh, three steps to this and that. They want, they want how, can I, uh, how can I know more of who I am? How can I live more from my soul? They're asking questions like, wow, do past lives have something to do with it? Where, you know, um, what is my karma? You know, they're not afraid to, to ask those questions, and they're not afraid to hear 
new information about scripture and um, you know, uh, uh, listen to what a scholarly research says because it might give us a new insight into our own journey. So now, in terms of a community, this is what the community here now is about. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, begin to bring in um, some of those people that maybe in the past might might have spoken here. It's just a whole different uh, vibration, a whole different consciousness now. There's a uh, there's a strong level of depth that so inspires me. Uh, uh, as I said earlier continually inspires me to keep doing my own work, for sure. And I love the idea that you were talking about because when, um, you know, we talk about aha moments, and that was one of mine is when I started realizing, because for me, um, you know, many years ago it was, you know, wanting to be more spiritual, wanting to know more about spirituality, wanting to be more spiritual. And I was so much into that, it was almost like underneath I was saying, oh, you know, I want to be so spiritual that I've just replaced being human. You know, Uh I just want to, you know, not be a human. I mean, I just want to be just spiritual and enlightened and just, you know, shining this bright light and all this. And and one day I had this huge aha that says, wow, if this was the way the creator of the universe intended for me to be somewhat robotic, okay, then that in God's brilliance would be the way that we are created. And what I have found through the years is the more I have delved into the deepening of the spirit within me, the more my being human has accelerated and opened from a place of open-heartedness yeah. and the compassion, and I cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't take a lot, and it, it's not tears of sadness. It's tears of a heart that's open, that can feel the energy of the other soul person talking with me and around me, and it's just been incredible. But the other piece of that is understanding the four aspects of ourselves because so many people pursue, oh, I want to be spiritual. You know, um, I want to read a book and I want to have changes in my life. But that the other three parts of ourselves, the mental um, I can go mm-hmm. to all kind of programs, but if I do the mm-hmm. head beating up thing with myself all day right. long, it's null and void what I'm doing spiritually. Right, Alice? I mean, oh, abso- yeah, oh, absolutely. And I, I'm so glad what you said about our humanness because, especially in unity, I think we experience that. But um, uh, historically, I think I think many of us, and myself included, for a while. Uh, misunderstood a little bit of our co-founders, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, um, and they also lived in a different era than we now live with, than we now live, and also with different information. Um, I think in the early days of unity, there were there was a denial, um, denial meaning you know I deny the power of sickness, I deny the power of evil, and then there was an affirmation of my goodness, you know, like Myrtle Fillmore's famous uh, uh, life changing, you know, I am a child of God, therefore I do not inherit sickness. It, uh, that type of denial was a part of of the teaching, and and still is. But over time, I think in unity there got to be a denial that there was even anything going on, and and people were trying to kind of kind of skate above it, uh, above the human condition. And what I find, um, and I think even the Fillmores, as I look back and read more, and I've delved into some of Charles Fillmore's old messages. They were very much about knowing what was happening on the human level 
And then there were times, yes, of transmuting and transcending uh, the physical, but it was from a physical place that they experienced um, difficulty and or spirit and worked with that rather than denying the presence of it. They denied the power of it, but not the presence. Now, having said that, as I read other authors, sometimes I'm, I'm reminded of the kind of Victorian era those were written out of, and they didn't have the psychological knowing and awareness that we have today. So um, my work ends up being very much about, you know, the human experience. And what I go through humanly, um, when I can sit with it, opens me up to a greater God experience so that my spirituality is grounded in my humanness. And, and if we look at Jesus as our example, uh, uh, you know, Jesus' life was based in service to others. It was based mm-hmm. in absolutely in the physical realm, but always sourcing in spirit. But he, Jesus, uh, we're told, uh, wept. We're told he knocked over tables in the temple. These are very, uh, these are very human um, aspects and, and conditions that he also dealt with. So it, it inspires me to continue to do my work of really looking at my humanness and not saying I want to deny it or I want to skate above it or I just want to be spiritual, even though certainly it, at times it feels like that would be easier, but we know in the long run there is no <laughs> easier. It, it's, it's the, the quickest way to enlightenment is through you know, the self and the heart with God, and the human condition is definitely a part of, of the spiritual awakening and the awareness. Um, I just think it's a necessary part. I do too, and it, it's so true what you're what you're saying. And it, that Jesus is the perfect example of that. In that he went on the mountain to delve into his inner being. Um, he would, in so many conversations, first and foremost, instead of just advising and fixing and uh, talking at people, he would take that moment and take that pause and say, "Are you ready?" <laughs> you know, are you right. ready to be healed? Right. Are you ready to be born anew? Um, yeah. And just such a powerful role model. Um, I love the teachings of unity because I love um, my relationship that I have uh, with Jesus now. It works so much better for me uh, than the mm-hmm. model that I was taught in uh, traditional Christianity. Well, I'm delighted to be sharing this time with you, and we're going to take a short break. I'm Temple Hayes with Alice Anderson today from Christ Church Unity in Orlando. And we appreciate all of you for your support of Unity Online Radio. Please continue to donate and support these wonderful programs that teach people how to move from good to amazing. We'll be right back. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by... 
Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Sure, you say you love yourself, but do you really? When was the last time you were in an intimate conversation with someone and paused because there was something you could not reveal? Let's Get Naked with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep us from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, welcome back, everyone. And we have had such a rich conversation with Reverend Alice Anderson from Christ Church Unity in Orlando, Florida. She's there with uh, the great idea of Disneyland. And I tell you, um, Alice, her board, and the congregation, they have indeed uh, built and developed a, a spiritual uh, Disneyland. Um, Alice, I wanted to share with you the idea because I thought that the audience would uh, benefit from this as well. Um, I just wrote a book, How to Speak Unity. It's out now on Amazon from Divorce Publishing. But yeah, awesome. it's How to Speak Unity in that the words that we use. And I just wanted to reference the word evil. Um, why do people give power to evil? A lack of understanding of the laws of life creates confusion regarding evil. When things appear to be bad happen, we long for something or someone to blame. We blame people's wrong choices on the idea of being influenced by evil. Evil is the word live spelled backwards. When we live without listening and do not acknowledge the internal and external signs all around us, we are misusing the power of God, which is available to us. We are using our magnificent abilities as creative spirits to do wrong things. Once we understand how evil expresses in our lives, we have the choice to be free from it. As we sow, we shall reap. Our negativity and lower vibrational thinking can bring about the misuse of power in our lives. I love that idea because we're not people being done unto. We always have the power of choice. And working with that concept has really helped me understand that when I keep doing the same old things, even though I may call them different, 
as far as the habits and things and the wrong choices, I keep getting the same results. So I've yeah. loved that idea of evil is the word live spelled backwards. It's living right. in the past and not really listening to God. What do you think yeah, about that one? Uh, oh, I think that's excellent. Past or future, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, and I think the only place we really experience God is the present moment. And um, I think uh, uh, the, even the whole idea of evil of it has blame involved. And um, the scriptures tell us God reigns on the just and the unjust. And um, uh, we don't condone bad behavior, but we also don't focus on it. Um, and I think um, in unity in general, what so inspired me um, of the unity teaching, I love the unity teaching, is um, um, God is the absolute good. You know, there's one presence and one power, God, and that, that presence could be made manifest in our lives. You know, where are we putting our focus? And I think it, that what you read really lends itself to that. It's like where... You know, life is choice. Where do we want to put our focus? And um, it's it's uh, the, really the foundation of the unity teaching. And it's a way that we can stay energized and be uh, really current in in you know where we are. And I love also the word familiar. Um, and I I'd like to share with people, you know, that they're leaving a relationship often. And three weeks later, they're in a new one. <laughs> yeah. And intellectually, they, they so convince themselves that it's so different than the one that they had before. And I always like to say they're usually cuter or more handsome also. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and it feels like family because on what feels familiar to us on the front part of that word is the word family. It feels comfortable, natural, but yet if you really delve into it often – it's the other side of the word, which at the back of the word familiar is the word liar, right? Mm. Yeah. I thought you would like that because yeah. it, it's, so, it's so rich because, you know, that's exactly what you're talking about. And the necessity of having that daily uh, prayer and meditation to continue to be made anew in the great spirit of life, to to have the new thoughts, the new spaces, um, and allow something unique to come into our lives so we don't continue doing the same things and hoping for different results. Right, yes, the very definition of insanity. Right. Yes, yes. Um, yes, and I think the idea of a new thought, um, you know, I'd say once again that in unity... Well, I don't, you know, I don't know if we'd have unity without Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was really, you know, the first, uh, he wasn't the first, but certainly to popularize the idea that we could have a new thought about ourselves, about our world, about God, about, um, you, know, what, you know, what's my next step in life, um, that rather than doing what we'd only been taught, that we had a, an intelligence that each of us have, a soul intelligence, and from that place of intelligence, then we make a move, or we... Um, we have a new idea, and uh, that's very inspiring to me because I think most people, I would say most people in today's world are not still not aware of that and are still doing whatever the latest, greatest thing is and wondering why it's not serving them and wondering why they still go to bed at night lonely and afraid and not feeling loved. And it's because they're only looking to the outside for, um, for what they truly need, and what they truly need can only be found on the inside, can only be found with God. I just believe that no relationship in the world, even a great one, can ever fill the space that God does. 
And when you are operating from, you know, your connection with God, everything else gets better. So um, if I were to say one thing to people listening today, it would be to just take to heart what we both said in, in doing your work and doing that prayer meditation work to continually center yourself in God because that's where all the goodness comes from anyway. And do it with, with joy. You know, yes. do it with um, an open heart and and do it for uh, the children that are watching. <laughs> and yes. do it for the communities that are are longing for, for change. And it, I do really believe that it, it, you know, like it, it's said in scripture where two or more are gathered, it's, it doesn't have to be mass consciousness. It can be two or right. three people or a unity community or a group of people gathered uh, in, a, in a dining room that are willing to make the changes within themselves and to understand that spirituality is the greatest aspect of our lives in so many cases, and yet it's something that requires that work. Do it with grace and do it with ease because the magic that you find on the other side is just incredible. Yeah, incredible. absolutely. I, I, I'm so glad you mentioned, too. Uh, I, it remind, you reminded me of two very important things, two important to me anyway, and one is if you have a spouse or a partner or even just somebody you're dating – um, to um, to think about, really consider doing some spiritual work together. Now, this doesn't always work because maybe your partner's on a spiritual path, different spiritual path, but if there's a place that you can find to meet to do some prayer meditation work, because remember, you don't have to speak at all during your meditation time, it will really build a bond in your relationship like, like nothing else um, can do. Um, and if all you said to your partner or spouse was, um, I'm, I'm going to be holding you in prayer for a good day at work. Um, who wouldn't like to know that? Um, and it, 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 and certainly a direct conversation about it too would be great, but um, I find in my own relationship that is extremely important, our prayer and meditation time together. And the other thing is invite your kids into that. Um, kids, you know, um, in our youth ministry here from three years old on up, kids are meditating and they love it. They Kids naturally drop into um, a, a meditative place, they will help you in your practice. You might, before you tuck them into bed at night, say prayers with them. Ask them to take some deep breaths to thank God for a good day. These are such important and such very simple ways of bringing spirituality to the uh, forefront of your family life, whatever that family life may look like. Um, to have spirituality as in the forefront will help every aspect of the rest of your family's um, life. It's a really, really important one. You're so right, and um, I love the idea that um, we always attract the right pet to us for the healing that we need at the time, and it's so true um, with children as well, whether it's a birth child and or uh, a friend or a connection or a relative. Um, A child will show up just at the right time to offer us the medicine and the wisdom that we need, we are a culture that we have it so backwards. You know, we we think that, oh, uh, there's a child being born, and let me fill that that little mind with all that I know and what I don't know and and make them turn out more like me. Isn't that nice? Um, Where (laughs) it's the opposite of 
This child has come into this world at this particular time to offer wisdom and ideas that I can benefit from. And I love that you hold that space. And I also know that you do that as a parent because I've, I've, yeah. I've watched you um, and your partner uh, do that beautifully. And um, once we start tapping into that more as a culture and understanding that um, we're going to see that it won't take long uh, to turn things around because children are our greatest teachers, that's for sure. They are. They, they, they absolutely are. They, they come with such God wisdom, and I think many of us uh, unlearned, the, if not most of us, unlearned what we knew when we came in. And what I've discovered with kids and I won't say just unity kids, uh, there would be a number of world religions I would include in this, um, and I would even include the practice of kundalini yoga as one of them, um, because I've met so many great kids that, that grow up in that, in that spiritual discipline. But when kids are not untaught what they know, the wisdom that's present throughout their childhood into their teens and into adulthood is amazing, and they don't, they, they, they don't have to be taught it. They came in knowing it. And um, I've, I've witnessed some children growing up and some children growing up in unity where um, it's like, wow, that's what's possible when a different teaching or a different understanding of God is not pushed, you know, kind of forced on them, but it's allowed to come forth. And that's, you know, our main teaching. There's one presence and one power, and it's individuated in you. If we believe our theology with our children, we'll make room for that. And it is amazing to me. Um, at all that spirit is in our children. So, you know, you're if you're so, a parent or... You're so right. I'm, I'm telling you, this has been uh, such a uh, rich experience for me. Um, we have been listening to Reverend Alice Anderson. And Alice, let me know when you are available in June because we need to do part two, okay? Okay, sounds great. Thank you, everyone, for listening and being here with us on From Good to Amazing. Please share the show with your friends. There are so many people out in the world today that could benefit from just some words of wisdom. And also, feel free to visit um, Reverend Alice Anderson's church at ChristChurchUnity.net. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you back next week. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. like there's a lot of uncertainty out there about the economy these days. A lot of people have lost their jobs and some have even lost their homes. So how do you stay positive with so many negative facts coming at you every day? That's what the program The Prosperous Life is all about. 
It inspires, uplifts, and reminds you of the truth that we live in an abundant universe supplied by an infinite giver. Hosted by Chris Michaels and Stephanie Pfeiffer Stone, this program takes the spiritual approach to creating and maintaining your faith in abundant living. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time to learn how to live the prosperous life on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm loving my life. You better believe it. That's good all around. And I receive it. All I desire. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.